0: All right, let's go into Wednesday, everybody. Kind of a strange week coming off uh, Memorial Day weekend, the three day weekend. This week's flying by, can't get to Sooner Softball fast enough. And that will be happening, of course, tomorrow at 1.30 at Hall of Fame Stadium with the Sooners playing Stanford in the one uh, thirty matchup, unless Tennessee-Bama, the 11 a.m. Uh, opener, uh, goes extra innings or something. You've got Tennessee and Alabama at 11 a.m. And again, Oklahoma and Stanford at 1.30. The evening session, Oklahoma State, Florida State, and the nightcap, Washington and Utah. All of those games on ESPN beginning at 11 a.m. tomorrow. We'll hear from uh, JT Gasso, He had a chance to uh, come on with Plank this morning. Had some interesting stuff to say about the matchup with Stanford, about preparations for the Women's College World Series. The Sooners, of course, a heavy overwhelming favorite to win their third straight national championship. But they uh, they got a little bit of a scare over the weekend from Clemson, obviously, that Saturday game that went nine innings. That ended on the uh, T.R.A. Jennings solo home run in the ninth inning. But, uh, of course, the real drama was in the seventh inning when Kenzie Hansen hit the three-run homers. So we await women's college softball and the Sooners and Stanford coming up at 1.30 tomorrow in OKC. Steely, I ask you.
1: What happens if the Sooners end up at some point along their WCEWS journey matched up with the Utah Utes as chairman amongst the good folks of OFU?
2: Oklahoma
1: what happens for Utah? Yes. What happens in that instance?
0: In that instance, we, uh, we want the Sooners to crush Utah, of course. That's, uh, that's the way it should be. But they also have uh, DJ Gasso, Paige Parker on their staff. So maybe not a run rule situation. But, of course, we want to pay tribute. I think the, uh, the Utah squad, when they come out tomorrow night at 830, should be giving a standing ovation uh, just because of what the football team did to Mule Shoe twice last year. So there you go. But, yes, I think that uh, Utah's playing well, too, and uh, I think they're going to beat Washington in their opener. So uh, there is a big Gasso presence outside of uh, the Sooners, of course, at the Women's College World Series. So with D.J. Gasso, the associate head coach, Paige Parker, the assistant coach for Utah. All right, uh, this week's kind of flying by. Again, we finally get uh, to 1.30 tomorrow. We can sit down and watch uh, the OU Women in Action. We'll be of course, on the air at that time, unless it starts late, but get to see most of the game. But we got to start in the world of recruiting. And uh, Champion Barbecue is not too far away, but, you know, it's interesting when I ask you a question because I'll hear something that's a huge, it looks like it's a it's a wildfire that's about to turn into a raging inferno. And, you know, I heard some conversation, text line today, oh, well, you know, you know, Williams-Wanary is not going to be at the Champion Barbecue. He's coming the week before. He's going to Georgia this week, and then he's coming to Oklahoma, but he's not going to be there for the Champion Barbecue. And you've been saying it for a while that he wasn't going to be there, but somebody put out a edit that had a bunch of players coming for the Champion Barbecue, and uh, Will Wanary was one of the names on that list. So you're here to tell us again that he's he's coming. But it's the week before the Champion Barbecue for Will Winery, and that has been something that's been known for how long now? Two weeks, maybe three? Two weeks.
1: I'm trying to – yeah. It, it. This isn't news that Noon Airy isn't visiting for the Champion Barbecue, but this is what the OU staff – well, I, I, I shouldn't say this is what they wanted necessarily because that sounds like spin. They did push to get him on campus for the Champion Barbecue, but then – once they realized that Tennessee was also pushing for that date and they took stock of why they lead for nguyen right now, and I do believe Oklahoma leads for nguyen Erie, it boils down to relationships. And if you get the kid in on June 9th where you're going to have no more than, let's say, 8 to 10 official visitors right now on campus that weekend, you can invest a lot more time into Will nguyen and continue to cultivate those relationships and continue to establish distance between yourselves and the rest of the field when it comes to relationships. That is a far superior option to bringing him in alongside 25, 30 additional official visitors on the weekend of the Champion Barbecue.
0: So, uh, Will Winery will be June 9th through the 11th. Champion Barbecue is a week later, June 16th through the 18th. And coming in for Champion Barbecue, some of the scheduled attendees, David Stone, five-star defensive lineman, Sammy Brown, five-star linebacker, four-star D lineman, Joseph Jonah Ajonier; four-star defensive lineman, Nigel Smith, four-star running backs, Taylor Tatum and Katem Durham. Obviously, it's going to be a huge weekend for OU. But I think because of the success that Champion Barbecue has had, You know, since it uh, started, uh, you know, people are freaking out about that a little bit. But you think, uh, you know, you've you've got to know each individual kid. That's part of the process. And uh, obviously, I I guess they feel like being with Winery and being able to visit and show him uh, around and show him the ropes uh, in a situation where they can spend more time one-on-one with him is more important. So we'll see. See, you're telling people, don't freak about that at all. That was what the OU coaches wanted.
1: Yes. Now, their original plan was to get him in for the champion barbecue, but then once that whole, I don't even know what you can call it, the tug of war began between OU and Tennessee to get him on campus the 16th, OU doubled back and said, actually, you know what? We'd rather have you in on the 9th anyway. Just go ahead and go to Tennessee on the 16th. So that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, Winery is going to be at Georgia this weekend. It'll be at Oklahoma June 9th through the 11th. The five-star defensive lineman out of Missouri, Tennessee, the following weekend. Then he goes to Missouri. And then his last visit, official visit, is to Oregon, right, at this yeah, point?
1: I mean, and people are reading into that, and I, I can't really blame them because it's the one official visit he has set for the month of September, and it's right before he makes his announcement. He's aiming to announce at the end of September or beginning of October.
0: Man, that uh, that does make you feel a little bit leery. And I know that Oklahoma has been in a good spot for him. Uh, you know, it was still obviously early in the process, but it feels like Oklahoma has been the leader there. Would you say it's Oklahoma, Tennessee, right now with Oregon on the outside? Would you say how would you rate it? One, two, three.
1: OU, Tennessee, Oregon. Those are the top three.
0: But if you get the last at-bats, that can be big, right? It can
1: be. It can be. I don't buy the Texas a MBS BS right now. Also, do I sound okay, Steely? Do I sound okay? You, I'm
0: very stuffed up. You need some medication. Yeah. Are Allergies you, are killing me. What do you, do you know what you're allergic to? Is it me? Old people? It could be. It could be old people. You are allergic to geriatrics that. is what you're allergic to, aren't you? We can't send you to a rest home or anything because you will sound like you sound now. But you're battling through. You're battling. I'm battling. Listen, hurt not injured.
1: That's the way we roll around here. I'm gonna pop a Claritin in the break, and hopefully that kicks in by hour number two.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've heard you this stuffed up before. I know you've had allergy issues, but uh, is all the wedding stuff getting to you? All the planning? Are you allergic to that now? No, I'm definitely not allergic to planning. You know, we had yesterday. We had a good uh, shower for you here, right?
1: We did. It
0: was you, awesome. Your Shout wife to the is the vineyards. You you did a great job. She's really cool. Very cute. Very nice. Very classy, and you did very well. Thank you. I appreciate that. You uh you got a five star there. That's that's very cool. So, but I was laughing this morning. I wanna play uh, a little bit later on, T Row talking about uh how disappointed Lou Ann was because he couldn't stay for the shower yesterday. Oh boy. And he felt like Lou Anne was very disappointed. Luann, who is our office manager, does the paychecks every day. Sweetest lady you'll ever meet. Luann is the best. Luann is awesome. I love Luann. I love Ann. But she is kind of the station mom. Like if you lived in a fraternity house, you had a house mom. She's kind of the house mom around here um, in many ways. But Toby said he could feel the extreme disappointment because he had to come drop something off and he had a previous engagement. And Luann was very excited that he was going to be here, you know, at the station to come celebrate your shower that we had here yesterday going on. But he told Luann he had to leave, and Luann looked extremely disappointed. It's it's, it's much more than that, though. I was really laughing at the story this morning. Toby also
1: declined the invitation to the wedding, too. What? I don't know if he has a previous engagement on August 5th, but, yes, we've had, like, we've only had, like, 12 or 13 people mm-hmm. declined their invitation to this point, and Toby is one of them. Man, I was looking forward to hearing his karaoke off with you at the wedding.
0: Yeah, uh, the Eben Fitzgerald again? No, I don't no, no. Something else? It's
1: got to be something different. it got to be something wedding appropriate, hmm. you know? Okay. Like the, we could have you sing YMCA. We'll have Toby sing. Uh, we got to test his vocal range. What can we have Toby sing?
0: I don't know that's a good something, question. Maybe something Sinatra.
1: I feel like Toby could do a pretty good Sinatra. Send in the clowns. <laughs> I mean, listen. Travis Davidson <laughs> has already requested It Never Rains in Southern California Terry, to be on the wedding Terry playlist. Terry Jacks, is that Terry so, Jacks?
0: I believe. Wait a minute. Can, Albert Hammond, Albert Hammond. Hammond there Terry you go. Jacks was Seasons in the Sun.
1: But we go. can do uh we can also do Send in the Clowns. To commemorate Mule Shoe's tenure
0: here in the state of Oklahoma. There you go. There you go. How about Nick Saban taking a little shot at Mule Shoe the other day? Nick Saban just does what he wants. I love it. Mule Shoe is a cost-cutting son of a, you know what, not cost-cutting, corner-cutting, you know. Yeah, I was about to say, he's
1: not cutting any costs.
0: No, not at all. But he's cutting corners because that's what Mule Shoe does. I still want the cage match with Pat Narduzzi and Mule Shoe. That's what I want. All right. Tim Lasher, great sooner, great company. Your air conditioner right now, you don't want it to have Tommy John surgery. I know an air conditioner doesn't have a shoulder, but you know what I'm saying. You want your AC to go all season long. You don't want to go on the DL. You do not. So... Get it tuned up. Last year Home Comfort Systems will do a great job for you. They've been in business in the Oklahoma City metro area now for 16 years. 405 579 3113. We got a lot to talk about, a lot more recruiting on the way, sooner football. Let's change up the conversation to some sooner softball when we get back. And of course, your texts on the uh, Knippe Chevrolet text line 405 651 3439. Stay with us. Coming right back here on The Ref. We're back. It is a Wednesday edition. Steel Man and Thune. We're going to talk a little uh, Sooner softball here in a minute. All begins tomorrow at 1.30. Over at Hall of Fame Stadiums. the Sooners meet Stanford. Our OU softball updates brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries, they're not convenient, but Orthostat is. Same-day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat. 405-515-5575, or you can visit their website, ouchorthostat.com, to learn more. All right, so normally I wouldn't do this. This is about uh, a little over two It's about two minutes and 45 seconds. But yesterday, I want to set the uh, set the scene here at the radio station. Set the scene. No one does it better than you. Parker Steelers. and his uh, lovely, uh, soon-to-be bride, Rebecca, right? That is correct. Fell with a K. Uh, we're here because uh, the... Uh, the vineyards and everybody wanted to throw them a shower. And so we had food out gifts for, uh, for Parker and his uh, lovely bride. So we had some festivities here. Parker was, you know, showing her around the uh, station, introducing her to everybody. She was very, She passed the test. I knew she would, but she passed with flying colors. But Luann, who is our office manager, does paychecks, all of that stuff, payroll, super sweet, just a world-class lady. She is kind of the uh, station mom. And she gets very excited when there's an event, whether it's a birthday or whatever, and we're going to bring food in and people are going to be here. Toby, who is usually at his uh, home studio in Piedmont. We'll make it down a lot. Well, yesterday was Toby was coming down and had to inform Lou Ann that he wasn't gonna be able to stay. And I I, I just <laughs> I don't know, this this made me laugh this morning, but that's the scenario. T Row coming to the station, but it wasn't for Parker's bridal shower. Here's how it went down.
3: Do you still disappoint your family? You ever like mom ever get like disappointed in you or anything? No, I don't think so. It's been a long time since I felt the disappointment of a mother, you know. I felt the disappointment of a mother yesterday um, when I went to the radio station and uh, I saw (laughs)
4: Luann.
5: This was good. Go ahead.
3: Two things, actually. One, I was not there for the luncheon yesterday. I I could not stay. I was just there to pick up my bacon and drop <laughs> off something.
5: Which, By the way, you left. Toby? Toby? Everyone became Willie in the building. Toby? Where did... Toby was here. Toby? I said he's not staying for the shower. I, I yelled it like four times. He's not staying for the shower. He had a luncheon or something. He left. Toby? Toby? <laughs> Toby? <Really? laughs> Willie? Willie? He's not here. What did they need? They wanted you to eat some lasagna, and chicken uh, fettuccine oh. from well. Cagabarino I had left from... long before that. I know. <laughs> That's what I told him. I was like, he's been gone like forty minutes.
3: Um. So when I walked in, I saw Luann and I and I gave her what I needed to give her, and she goes, "Oh, good. I didn't know if you were going to be able to make it." And I was like, "Well, I'm not here for the the thing. It was. I guess we could say the it. wedding. We had a shower, shower yeah. for Parker right. yesterday." Yeah. I was like, I'm not here for that. I I have a previously scheduled luncheon I have to go to. I'm just here to, to drop this off. And the look in her face was like, oh, I thought you were here. And I was like, I can't. She goes, oh, that's so disappointing. And I was like, yeah, I know. But this thing was already scheduled. And she's like, oh, man. Parker's going to be disappointed. <laughs> you you I was would like, be. be I, I, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, man, I really thought you were going to be able to stay. And just, I mean, you're already here. And I was like, yeah, but I got a thing I got to get to. And she, <laughs> you, you could see it in her face. <laughs> and she goes, well, when's the next time Noble McIntyre's coming? And I was like, <laughs> I just started laughing. I go, I don't know. And she goes, that's the only time I see you anymore. I, I was like, I know, Lowen. I'm so sorry.
5: She's very excited every time you come into the building, or I tell her you're coming into the building. But if you worked in the building on a regular basis, you would see that disappointment, uh, the look of disappointment in Luann's face all the time. Drake and I do it to her on a weekly basis. (laughs) All the time she's disappointed in the two of us over something.
3: (laughs) And then she said to me, you call softball with Chris? You and Chris do the softball games? (laughs) And I said, no, I do baseball. Chris does softball. And she goes, oh, wow. wow. How about that softball team? <laughs> I said, wow. Yep, they're amazing. <laughs> See you, Luann.
5: I told her, I was like, you ran him out of the building. Uh, and suddenly, him wanted to talk softball instead of baseball.
0: <laughs> so, did Luann, was that the intentional dagger? To Toby there at the end when he made it clear that he wasn't staying for the shower ceremonies. It was basically, hmm, okay, so how about that softball team? Boom. I don't know. But Luann, Luann is an MVP here pretty much, right? Right. Luann is always the MVP. No doubt about it. No doubt. But I love, I, I could just see that whole scenario playing out because I've seen Luann whenever somebody has to leave and the food's out and everything and she's looking like, well, what? <laughs> You're <laughs> n- leaving? You know. So, but I do like the final exchange to you <laughs> Chris. <did that. laughs> How yeah. about that softball Yeah, team? it's so good. So anyway, all right. Uh, I just thought uh, well told by Tiro and uh, Luann. Know that we love you know anytime that you help organize the festivities, we want to stay if we can. So there you go. But I love. Wow. And by the
1: way, shout out to everyone here in the office who contributed to a ten-piece cookware set. For How me, about and Rebecca. That? Very so, nice. Yes, it, it it was very nice. Took took it home yesterday. Uh, ac- well, actually, took it to her apartment and washed all those pans carefully by hand. They are pristine. They're shiny. I am devoted to keeping them in perfect shape for as long as possible.
0: There you go. All right. Hopefully
1: that cookware will last us decades.
0: Someone uh, was asking on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, what did uh, Saban say about Mule Shoe? Not specifically Mule Shoe. But he said at some point, and I was looking because I went through Saban's entire press conference yesterday at the SEC meetings in Destin. It was about 15, 16 minutes, and I was waiting for that. And I got some sound from him, but he was talking about, you know, NIL and leveling the playing field. That's the problem, you know, the the You know, there's a salary cap in the NFL and blah, blah, blah. And it's not really a level playing field. And that concerns him because not everybody's going to go about it. I believe he mentioned Texas, Texas A&M, and USC. And there are other players that are certainly, I mean, Miami, Tennessee's got a lot of collectives. But uh, basically saying that they were spending, 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 spending. Big time. So... We know that SC has some money, but are they getting in that same neighborhood as Miami and a and and Texas? And I think Tennessee's done a lot as well. Are they starting to get into that neighborhood? Right now, the schools that are
1: operating in a league of their own, as far as NIL is concerned, are A&M, Miami, and Oregon. Oregon as well. Yeah, Oregon's definitely in that neighborhood. Everybody's chasing those three. Well, I don't know if they're necessarily chasing them, but those are the three schools that have demonstrated a willingness to pay about whatever it takes to get X, Y, Z player.
0: This is what we talked about when this first came out. We knew what was going on, not only with conference realignment, but NIL, it was the wild, wild west. There were no, you know, it can be used for enticement, but it's definitely being used for enticement. Uh, to get it get to your school, we we thought you know if it was gonna stay on the up and up, it would be like when Spencer Rattler got his uh, car deal or his Cane's chicken deal. You know, you've been there, you've done that, you've you've got a prominent name, your image is known by everybody, and you use that to cash in. But it's being used more and more, and I believe quite a bit, just to get a kid to come to a school. And another thing, you can say, well, you know, we're not going to be able to give you anything until you get here. But guess what? We've got to deal with so-and-so and X, Y, and Z, and you're going to make this amounts. So, and, and we knew this was going to happen. We definitely knew this was going to happen. And that was my thought when all of this started coming down and becoming more and more prevalent. What would win out in the long term, the culture of money and NIL or the culture of you know, trying to build chemistry in your locker room. And Brent is going about it more with the chemistry philosophy. philosophy. And other schools are, it's, it's the money. You know, and let's see if we can make it work, I think. Texas A&M to be an example. And I'm not saying that, again, that the Sooners don't have collectives and they're not utilizing NIL. They are, but not to the extent that other schools are. So to me, that's that's one of the biggest wars, you know, down the uh, line in college athletics, particularly in big-time college football, is what culture wins out. And you hope it's going to be the chemistry, let's build these young men, and, yes, get them compensated. That culture wins out and not the – look at me, look at my NIL deal. Um, Because to me, that would seem like it would be a very difficult situation to build a team around. And how many transfers do we see out of A&M already?
1: I want to say it's eight, nine of their 30 signees in 2022 have already transferred.
0: Yeah. And again, we need a lot longer uh, period to study this and see how it plays out. But uh, that, to me, is one of the biggest issues. And one of the biggest questions is to – you know, can you build a program? Can you build championships? Uh, because you can get the talent in with the NIL dollars, but can you build a championship culture with the NIL dollars? We'll have to wait and see. All right, break time right here. Let's do talk a little sooner, softball. When we get back, we'll also get to your texts on the Myers Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. The Ref Army coming out on the text line every day. Let's get it going. What are your thoughts right now? Can the money culture win out long-term in college football? If it does, man, it's going to be a problem. We'll get to your text and more when we get back. Mike Steely Parker Thune, back with you, Brown. Uh, I'm talking about the Buffalo Wild Wing Studio. I almost gave the wrong sponsor again. Jeez. I need some Prevagen. Is that the uh, brain stuff? That's what I need. Uh, It doesn't take a brain to know where you can win the very most and have a great time all the time. It is Riverwind Casino. Great new promotion. The 80K New Beginnings and Winnings is underway. And uh, get out there on Mondays and Tuesdays. Play with your Riverwind Wild Card. Get five times the entries uh, for every five points on your Wild Card. Be there every Saturday night through June 24th. Uh, they'll draw three winners every 30 minutes to win $500 cash or $1,000 in bonus play from 6 to 11.30 p.m. every Saturday night through June 24th and then at 11.59 uh, p.m. just before midnight. Two grand prize winners are going to be drawn out as well. They'll receive $1,000 in bonus play and $1,000 in cash plus any unclaimed prize amounts in the 80K New Beginnings and Winnings promotion. Riverwind Casino, over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games. They've got a big time uh, poker room, off-track betting, uh, best games, best bars and dining, incredible hotel, great service, uh, just uh, so many great things happening at Riverwind Casino, the renov- renovation, Uh, I would say it's about 98% done right now, and the place looks even better than ever. And we've got Beats and Bites, outdoor concerts next show up, Gin Blossoms and Tonic, June 10th. And uh, the Showplace Theater is back, reopening with a Earth, Wind, and Fire show June 23rd with other great bands like Collective Soul, Uh, County Crows, Ario Speedwagon, Chicago Foreigner, uh, others like Josh Turner, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis on the way. Some great shows happening indoors and outdoors at Riverwind Casino. Another reason why Riverwind is simply the best. Sooner softball, certainly the best. Now, 48 games in a row, number one in the country, the overwhelming favorite to win the Women's College World Series and make it a three-peat. Taking on Stanford tomorrow at 1.30. JT Gasso was on uh, the Plank Show earlier this morning and here is what JT Gasso had to say about their first-round opponent, Stanford.
4: They are tough. They are gritty. They are they deserve to be here and they're definitely not, you know, I didn't think that the, that they were a nine seed. They're um, a really, really good team. Solid. Their coach is one of the best. She, Coach Allister has done a really good job everywhere she's been and um, I remember seeing her at my Michigan State days and seeing her do the same thing over at Minnesota, and and it's just a testament to her and her staff how much work that they've put in to get them where they're at. But you know they they fight, they they pitch, they play defense. They're fundamental. They're fundamentally sound. They do all the little things right. So um, you know it's it's at this point every matchup's a tough matchup. So we are going into it um, you know fully locked in and, and ready to go.
0: All right, once again, our Sooner softball updates, championship run updates brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. They'll do a great job for you. You can call Orthostat at 405-515-5575. Any uh, injury that you incur, they are going to get it uh, taken care of for you. Uh, They are the best, 405-515-5575. So, Parker, only Oklahoma lives in a world where you can go in, You know, having lost only one game, you've been the number one team in the country, you've had an incredible season, back-to-back national champions. You set a new record for most consecutive wins in the sport with 48, you know. Uh, You have the incredible dramatics we had on Saturday on Patty Gasso's birthday, closing out Marita Hines Field in uh, the incredible fashion that they did. But only Oklahoma lives in a world where you've done all of that already, yet if you don't win a national championship, in some ways it's a disappointment, right? I think that's the kind of pressure that Patty Gasso was talking about when she was very emotional after what her team did coming back to win that game against Clemson. And again, they would have come back Sunday, and I believe they would have won game three anyway. But I... I, I think that when you win as much as they have, it's just an expectation that, you know what, you're going to roll out and win everything. And it takes work. It takes talent. It takes dedication. It takes a good chemistry. It takes breaks. It takes a little bit of everything. But I think we heard that in her voice, Parker. This is because what happens? Let's say Oklahoma doesn't win this thing. How do you characterize the season for OU? If they don't win the championship, the whole thing.
1: Well, I think most would regard that as a failure, a disappointment. Which is crazy, right? When you consider all the great things they've done. Well, at this point, though, yeah, it is crazy, but it's not terribly surprising because you dominate the way that they had, or the way that they have to this point in the season. You set a new NCAA record for the longest win streak in the history of collegiate softball. Yeah, you better bring home a title. Yeah. Otherwise, you're
0: the 2001 Mariners. Yeah, I, I'm thinking what Patty was feeling there, and look, I'm no psychiatrist, I'm an idiot, but it is that there's a lot of weight on that. And sure, you've got the best roster in the country. You've got the best pitching staff. You've got the the best lineup. You know, you're the best coach. You've got everything going for you. But again, it's not as easy as it looks. So do I think Oklahoma's going to finish this off? I do. Yes, absolutely. But Again, they're in the rarefied air of uh, only a few teams that I can recall. Maybe you guys can help me out. John Wooden's UCLA basketball teams. UCLA's going to win. Hey, college basketball's here. Should be fun. UCLA's going to win the whole thing. When I was growing up, I I couldn't believe when they lost in the Final Four to uh, North Carolina State and David Thompson. I'm like, what? UCLA lost? They didn't win the whole thing. That doesn't happen. What other teams have been in that kind of, you know, neighborhood? Very few. That's the one that comes to mind the most for me. But, uh, again, we'll see if Oklahoma can get it done. I do think they will. It begins tomorrow at one thirty on ESPN. All right. you want to get a few texts in? 405-651-3439. Well, sure. Line.
1: Let's get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Michigan Sooner says, Do we know how much Mackenzie Donahue plays for Tennessee? Quite Could a be bit. an interesting storyline if the Vols and Sooners match yeah, up in round two.
0: Mackenzie Donahue is, you know, she's a little spark plug. She made a lot of plays for Oklahoma and a lot of big games, you know, there in Oklahoma City that we can remember. Uh, Zeta Puni is also there. Spent, what, one year at OU? She's got double-digit home runs, I believe, for Tennessee. So, Tennessee, there's a little Sooner flavor there. And, obviously, with Utah, with DJ Gasso and Paige Parker on the staff there, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's some ex Sooners and uh, obviously the Gasso family and we know that Paige Parker was a superstar for OU. So, Brian in Tulsa says just tuned in. Parker sounds like me if I
1: slept on a bed made of pollen. Hope you feel better soon. Yes, He's Brian in Tulsa. Through.
0: He's powering through. I
1: am struggling with allergies today.
0: The Claritin kicked in yet?
1: It definitely hasn't kicked in. Hoping it will. Uh, from the 918. Just to be clear, we're not playing at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Now, while the Big 12 may stick OU football with 11 a.m. start times, nobody sticks Patty Gasso with an 11 a.m. start
0: Patty time. Gasso overrules a rooster situation. Yeah, Big Rich. Yeah, Donahue has been a really good player for Tennessee. There's no doubt. Yeah, she plays a very prominent role. She's a little spark plug, just like she was at OU. So, anyway, yeah, 1.30 tomorrow for the Sooners and Stanford if they get started on time. So... Unless uh, Tennessee and Bama in that first game go extra innings or something, it should be around one uh, thirty tomorrow. All games on ESPN. All right, 405-651-3439. From the 580,
1: I officially cannot get you guys on my Amazon Echo anymore. Any word on how to get that to work again? I have said everything under the sun to try and get you guys back on.
4: Hmm. Well,
1: uh, I hate to pass the buck, but it sounds like your issue is not with us but with the Amazon Echo. Uh you might you might do some troubleshooting if you have an instruction manual or something to that effect, but uh, it sounds like that issue originates with the Echo. So, unfortunately, listener in the 580. You think the
0: Russians hacked into it?
1: I, I cannot help you. Let's hope the Russians did not hack into it. Uh, from the 405, Mackenzie Donahue is Tennessee's starting shortstop, and Pooney is starting third baseman and is tearing it up right now.
0: Yeah, they're both, like I said, prominent players for the Vols. And, uh, you know, if, if I had to rank, and look, I'm not n- near the, uh, the expert that Plank is. or um, You know, I'm, I'm a huge softball fan. You know, I watch just about every game when I can. Uh, but to me, it looks like if you had to rank the other contenders by in Oklahoma, I might go Tennessee 1, Florida State 2, Cowgirls 3rd. But Tennessee's playing really well. There's Their numbers look really good. Look really good. Okay, 405-651-3439. That is our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. All right, let's get back, talk a little more college football. Uh, once again, Champion Barbecue, June 16th through the 18th. Will Winary. visit June 9th through 11th. It feels like when there aren't the visits lined up until we get into June, this area, that Sooner fans start to panic about recruiting. And I think we're seeing a little bit about that right now. We'll talk about it when we get back here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. All right, back with you, Sooner baseball team, of course, also – We'll be involved in uh, tournament play this weekend. The Virginia Regional in Charlottesville, Oklahoma, East Carolina, Friday night at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. The opening game there, the other two teams host uh, Cavaliers taking on West Point in the first game in Charlottesville. Sooners have had success there, uh, winning the uh, Charlottesville Regional uh, 2010 and I believe 2012 uh, and again, the uh, Sooner softball team tomorrow at 1.30 on ESPN playing Stanford in Game 2 of the Women's College World Series. The Sooner Weekly Update brought to you by Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or business. Contact them at 405-329-1940. All right, Parker, seeing Caleb Beasley, Tennessee commitment, visiting Oklahoma in September now.
1: Oh, is that what he's saying?
0: Yeah, uh, looks like OU 911 September 11th. Uh, he will be in Norman and uh, Caleb Beasley who is a four-star uh, already has been committed to been committed to Tennessee for a while, but uh, will visit OU. So there you go.
1: Okay. I mean, he's he's a kid from Tennessee that is committed to Tennessee. And if push comes to shove, I don't doubt that Tennessee would sweeten the pot a little bit to keep him committed. And the visit is set for, what, three months in the future? I'm not counting on that actually happening.
0: Three months in the future? Okay. Um, so, yeah, that would be exactly what we're looking at. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, Tennessee doesn't have the uh, the Brent Venables. Uh, you can't take any visits if you're committed A situation. Uh, who else? There was somebody else who put, uh, the Sooners in, uh, the top 10. Zena Amozaloo put OU in his top nine. Top. Oh, a top nine. A wow. top nine. Hmm. Four star, uh, what? He's an edge guy. Is that right? The defensive
1: edge. Yeah. Out of Allen, Texas. OU's got a shot there, man. They've got a shot. I don't know if I would call him the leader, but he's taking an official visit for the Champion Barbecue. Good buddies with Michael Hawkins. Good relationship with Miguel Chavis. Yeah, OU's got a definite chance.
0: Top nine, the Sooners, Texas A&M, Texas, Mule Shoe, Oregon, Georgia, LSU, Miami, and SMU. So there you go, the top nine there. So, how are you feeling right now? Because everybody wants to know, and Will Winery obviously is an edge guy, but you you want to get that guy he's one of the best players in the country, five-star, obviously, and the Sooners again, uh, June 9th through June 11th. But all of those uh, D-line prospects that Oklahoma's in on right now, you would think just playing the percentages, they land still a couple of those guys. But, by the way, you look at some Sooner fans, it's like, you know going to strike out on all of them because i think a lot of the, some of the pessimism look there's no doubt they got to close more of these kids i'm not i'm not going to ignore reality they definitely have to close on more of these kids but when you're in on a david hicks and you're in on some of these some of the most highly touted defensive line prospects in the country closing you're not going to close every deal you're not going to close maybe even 50% of the deals but it seems like the Sooners are in on so many of them that they're going to end up with a pretty good class, I would think, of defensive linemen in the end. Now, it may not be Will Winery. Maybe it's not David Stone in that group. But you would think the D-line class is still going to be pretty good?
1: I would think it'll be pretty good, and it might not look like exactly what people figure it's going to look like right now. But I'll tell you this, i things are heating up between OU and Jay Sean Ross I like where the Sooners sit there they're at the top or near the top for Wyatt Gilmore out of Minnesota and so yeah everybody's gonna focus on Nigel and David Stone and Dominic McKinley and obviously Williams and but there are guys in blue chip territory further down the list for Oklahoma they could realistically end up in this class and would be huge additions to this class
0: yeah all right. Uh, by the way, the 405, I agree. September 11th is a Monday. Pretty sure that Caleb Beasley meant June 9th through the 11th. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was looking at that like, 9-11, really? What? Okay. Uh, but, yes, because that is when uh, so he'll be in. Oh, so same that would weekend. put him on track for an official yeah. visit. Yeah. Will Winary, June 9th through the 11th. So, thank you, 405. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot smarter than I am. I looked at that, and I thought, 9-11, that's a weird time to visit. Be- what? Okay. Anyway. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Santa John says that Beasley is a spy. Uh-oh. Oh,
1: Oh, because you know who else is going to be in at that time? Will Nuaneri. Ah, yeah, well, yeah. But is Caleb Beasley going to be there recruiting on behalf of
0: Tennessee? It begs the question, Steely. That is kind of weird. Santa John, you may be on to something. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but you might be on to something. I mean, hey, Eli
1: Bowen is going to Texas the weekend of the Champion Barbecue. And the way everybody kind of came to terms with that visit was they were saying, oh, he's just going to the 40 Acres to recruit on behalf of Oklahoma, which I'm sure there's some truth to that. But is there also truth to the notion that – Tennessee's sending Caleb Beasley to the University of Oklahoma on June 9th through 11th to recruit Will to an area to Tennessee.
0: And if that's the case, what you need to get involved in some uh, counter espionage here, and you need to get somebody posing as, um, you know, a preferred walk-on or something that can kind of tail around and be in the same area as Caleb Beasley wearing a wire, so you can get him recorded and that if you find out that that's going on then you're going to visit ch- send him home i mean that's what i do but i'm not smart okay 405-651-3439 that's 405-651-3439 well i think you're focusing on the wrong steely what am, what am i focusing on wrong do uh they are going after the big fish. It's hard to expect those kids to commit right now. All these recruitments will go down in December, twenty twenty three season one. No, I agree. Look, they're playing they're playing the long game. Oklahoma's that's the way they're going after it. Now look, I'm sure they probably uh you know, I'm not sure that they would pressure commit kids to commit this early, but if they have a good feeling, i think they would try and close it, right? But Yeah, I'm just talking about some of the paranoia out there because when you get in a period like this where there's not a whole lot going on and visits aren't happening, they will start again soon. People start to panic a little bit. But, look, a lot of time left, no doubt about it. All right, let's close out hour number one. Thank you, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hour two, straight ahead. Talking mainly mainly sooner softball and football. I mean, really, what else is there to talk about? The NBA Finals, Denver, Miami. <laughs> Heat Nuggets.
1: <laughs> Sounds like instructions on the back of your kid cuisine meal.
0: Yeah. Heat I mean, nuggets. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, there you go. It does. I uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch. It's not uh, super exciting to me. Uh, somebody uh, texted me the other day. Steve, why don't you guys talk NBA more? Well, we do talk Thunder. We have a two-hour show. We focus on OU stuff. We focus on local stuff. There are plenty of uh, national guys that can talk about the NBA. And Like I said, we'll talk Thunder basketball. We'll bring Brander Bar on. We'll do that around the draft again. And once the Thunder again next year, they're going to be in the mix again. We will talk some NBA. But this is not a national show. This is a local show. So that's why. All right, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you want to see the Sooners win the Women's College World Series. Of course you do. You want to see every single home run and great defensive play and stunning detail, you can. You just need to go see my man, Dr. Bellardo at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. You know, I, reading glasses for me, you know, getting older, uh, had to have my eyes retuned again, but Dr. Billardo doing a great job had eagle vision for years and years and years, still see pretty well. The only time I would ever need them at all is to read my own chicken scratch because I write notes quickly sometimes. I'm like, what the heck was I writing there? But Dr. Bellardo will do an unbelievable job for you, super professional. The staff up there make you relaxed, make you comfortable, and they're the best in the business. So if you're uh, getting older like me, if you're over 40 – and you're either farsighted or nearsighted you need to call my guy Dr. Bellardo again they've been in business been the leaders in vision correction for over 20 years in this area Dr. Bellardo and his team they're awesome uh so again give them a call 405-755-7700 for a free consultation from Dr. Bellardo see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery and again they will do tremendous work uh Couldn't be a more relaxing environment, and um, I can just tell you that you'll have a great experience with Dr. Bellardo and Advanced Laser Center, um, Cataract Center. Again, they are just tremendous. So, again, as they always say, you know, if you want to see far, you want to see near, you want both, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. And, again, online at ALCOK.com, phone number 405-755-7700. Okay, so... Let's hear from Nick Saban at the SEC meetings yesterday afternoon, uh, where he was asked. And I like this because his phone goes off in the middle of the clip, and he's trying to figure out classic old
4: guy move. It's it's an
0: old situation, you know. So Nick Saban was asked by one of the SEC reporters, "Are we losing the soul of college athletics?"
2: Well, I I would certainly agree that there are some challenges that. the current situation you know, that we're in, uh, in terms of, is amateur, a- amateur athletics. Name, image, and likeness is a good thing for players to have the opportunity to make money. But when it turns into pay for play, when it turns into pay for play, I don't even know how to turn this thing on. <laughs> <laughs> so it when, it, when it turns into pay for play, then now you're getting into a different area. You know, I, I made the statement years ago and I got very criticized for it. Is this what we want college football to become? So now it's kind of becoming that. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a level playing field uh, because some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others where if you want to bring the NFL into it, you know, they have a salary cap. They have all the things that level the playing field.
0: There you go.
1: So, uh, Gosh, the amount of computer keys that were being tapped in the background. What
0: have I said time and time again about this is released by the Southeastern Conference about people releasing inferior audio more and more and more. And the only reason I wanted to play that really for, was for the phone ringing and him trying to turn it off.
1: Well, listen, Steele, you got a year, a month, and a day until you can officially apply for the position of SEC Director of Media Relations.
0: Oh, jeez. no, it's, No, I couldn't deal with that many people. No way. Not a chance. People are problematic when you deal with them. I mean, you've got to have people a are problematic people, when you don't deal with a them. certain group that you know and trust, and keep you know a very small circle. You deal with too many people, too many problems. By the way, we got kick times for four of OU's games this fall. Ah, that just, just came out. out. Let's go. Just came out. You want to
1: hear these? All right. Uh, yes. Tell me what you think of these. Season opener, Arkansas State, September second. We've known this. Kick time. Wait for it. 11 a.m.
0: Rooster right off the bat. The Rooster's crowing
1: right off the bat. Now, the SMU game the following week, it's a 5 p.m. kick. Okay. Which, you know, take that. That's a that's going to be a good football game between, well, I, I shouldn't put them on equal planes. What ought to be a very good Oklahoma team and what is a respectable SMU team. All right. So you get a 5 p.m. kick on September 9th. The Sooners trip up to green country the following week, September 16th. They kick off at 2.30 p.m. at Tulsa.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: The other kick time that's been set, Steely, and this is a punch in the gut. November 24th versus TCU. Black Friday. Right. The
0: day after Thanksgiving. Okay. It's a rooster. Oh, you're going to wake up. At least you'll have some leftover turkey and stuff. Right. Right. I'd still be in a food coma, still. Well, that's true. It's a good thing I don't have to play in this rooster because, trust me,
1: I would still have a tryptophan hangover.
0: Wow. So, all right, you said again rooster for Arkansas State, 5 o'clock for SMU, Tulsa 230, and then a rooster on that Black Friday game with TCU. Those are the four that we have so far. There you go. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. But, um, you know, Nick Saban talking about, and he did mention again, uh, like I said, the genie is so far out of the bottle right now, there's no way to put it back in. And, again, NIL, players being compensated, that's not going to end. But – just no standardized system and I don't know if that holds up in a court or not even if it does where you've got a you know different states have different regulations we got this bill that went through again which helps Oklahoma and Oklahoma state and uh that that helps a lot but to me I don't know Parker maybe this look maybe it's an old man thing but when I think about the future of college football I do not feel good about it I just don't and like I said, this has been uh, my favorite sport for a long time. I think everybody around here, it's college football, too. And you love your you know, softball and you love, you know, other sports as well. But there's nothing like college football. And I just, I don't know, I just don't feel real good about it. I just don't. It's becoming like a lot of things we do here in America where it becomes about the greed, all about the money, and somehow we ruin things in the end. Is that too bleak of an outlook right now? Or as you look down the road in the Parker Thune time machine, do you feel more negative or positive about the future of college football?
1: I feel more... I, I, listen, I, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but I I do feel more negative. Than like positive.
0: apprehensive, would that be the word?
1: At, yes, apprehensive would be probably the best word.
0: Because there's so much it's unknown out there right now. Yeah, right? and
1: just the way things are going. I do think there's going to be a correction. I do think the pendulum will swing back in the other direction, and especially once the powers that be at places like Texas A&M and – Oregon and Miami realize that all of their dollars that they've shelled out to bring in elite talent isn't resulting in wins on the football field at least not as many wins as they expect then the purse strings are going to get tighter donors boosters stakeholders are going to be less eager to shell out enormous sums of money for players and the playing field is going to return to a reasonably level state now so you're That's, saying
0: it'll correct itself eventually, hopefully, right?
1: And I don't know if that'll be permanent, though. Yeah. It'll correct itself. I just wonder how long that lasts.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, I just think about how much college football has meant to me in my life and everybody who listens to this radio station, particularly if you're an old guy like me, all your great memories, so many of them revolve around college football and specifically Oklahoma football. And, uh, again, I don't think it's going to be just going completely down the drain anytime soon, and maybe all of this will work. Maybe it will. And I understand why the move was made. I mean, I completely get it. But I just – I think the uncertainty, I I just, again, right now when I think about it, I get a queasy feeling about it because I don't think it was ever supposed to be – look, college football with a blue blood program – in a Power 5 conference, of course, money's huge, and you've got to play the game. But, man, I don't know if this is uh, the game that we'll recognize that we've all loved for so long, you know, five, ten years down the road. It's uh, it's a little bit of a slippery slope, and I admit I'm kind of a slippery slope guy. All right, 405-651-3439. Steely, watch talking about the NBA sooner? Tough guy comes out. Yeah, I know about that. I know about that. We didn't talk about it. But somebody asked me, why don't we talk more about the NBA Finals? And we'll talk maybe a little bit about it. But like I said, we're a local show. We're not a national show. We have two hours. So um, certainly we'll talk about the games. Thursday night's the first game, but not, not a whole lot about it. You know, Sark's
1: Vodka wants to know, anyone know off the top of their head, when the sun goes down in September, hoping we can have a second-half night game against SMU. Yeah, when did the sun go down for that Kent State game? That was a Week 2 game. That kicked off at 5, if I'm not mistaken. And the sun was down by the second half. Yeah, it was it was going down as the Sooners were driving down the field to score at the end of the first half. So, yes, you'll have a second half night game against SMU.
0: All right, an unknown source right here said, I soured on it with jumbotrons. We have to listen to Wang Chung and infomercials (laughs) instead of the OU band. You know, we have taken bands too much out of the equation. I mean, the marching bands are all awesome, right? I think so. But you got to get those ads in. You know, the kids, their attention span. Marching bands can't play the whole game. Not the whole game. Imagine if you had to blow into a trombone for three and a half hours. That's true. I don't think I could do it. I can barely breathe as it is. All right. Take a break. You know, I just don't know about our beloved
4: college football.
0: We could be going down the wrong road. I'll be out of it in a rest home by the time they get there anyway, so. Mr. Steely, do you want to watch the OU game? <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. With your peaches in syrup. Tapioca in tapioca pudding, too, definitely, with my bib on. Stay with us. You know, the Drake has asked a very interesting question. Our lead engineer, the one and only Drake Dykin. If you set the number of roosters at five and a half for the season for OU, are you taking the over or the under? Five and a half rooster kickoffs. I' would take the under. five and a half? Well, yeah you've got you've got two roosters already Rooster kickoff for Arkansas State rooster kickoff for TCU. Uh, probably a rooster for Texas that gets you to three and then you have seven games remaining. And it takes only uh, three more roosters out of the last seven, which would be since at Cincinnati. I don't think that'll be a rooster. Iowa State at home. Hmm. UCF at home, at Kansas, at OSU. The night games, you you would think that the BYU game is going to be a night game. Wouldn't you think? In Provo, I would certainly think. so. I would think. In so. my
1: mind, that's already a night game.
0: So, of the games remaining, you need three rooster kickoffs and your possibilities. Because I'm going to count Texas as a rooster. All right. Okay, which is fair. Yes, you always have that rooster baked into the pie. So you, are, you right. already have two for sure. Three. So basically if I'm taking two the for the sure, over. three if we put Texas in, right? Yes. You have two for all sure. As I, you okay. Said. Yes. Arkansas State's one. TCU's one. We know that now. If you throw taxes out there, you're at three. But basically, we- if I'm taking the over at five and a half roosters, I'm basically saying <laughs>
1: half your season you're playing at 11 a.m. Yes, I don't. Well, I I guess I shouldn't <laughs> put it past the Big 12 to do OU like that.
0: So, and we're gonna we both think the BYU game in Provo, November 18th, is going to be a um, night game. I'd be surprised if it wasn't a night game. Okay, so that would leave, let's say, the rooster possibilities still out there at Cincinnati, home against Iowa State, home against Central Florida, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, and at home against West Virginia. So, man, I think I'm going over. I think I'll go over five and a half just based on past history. Iowa State could rooster. UCF could rooster. Kansas could rooster. OSU. We've now turned <laughs> rooster into a verb. That's right. Uh, West Virginia could easily rooster, too. So, cock a doo man. Here it comes. I'm going to go that, yes, I would take the over. What do you guys think? 405-651-3439. And just in case you don't know, and I, all of you do, I'm sure, but... A rooster kickoff is 11 a.m. because you have to wake up with the roosters to get to the to get to the stadium and your tailgate and everything else. So that's a rooster kickoff.
1: By the way, it is now official. Oklahoma holds the distinction of having played in the last Cheez It Bowl ever. The Cheez It Bowl's done today. The Cheez It Bowl has become the Pop
0: Tarts Bowl. Really? Yes. Wow. Would you rather go to the Cheez It Bowl or the Pop Tart Bowl? Oh, definitely I- the Pop Tarts Bowl. Yes. Without question. The brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart. The s'mores Pop-Tarts are also very good. Very healthy, too. Bringing good for back you, nostalgic kids.
1: nostalgic childhood memories right now, Steely.
0: How would you rank the top four Pop-Tarts?
1: I'd probably go brown sugar cinnamon number one.
0: And Me as well? Yep. S'mores is ma- there. S'mores is making a pretty strong push, though, all of a sudden. They're like Georgia and brown sugar cinnamon was Alabama. And I don't know... S'mores can win, but they're, they're doing very well right now. The question you know what's is underrated. What's
1: that? In the, uh, I, I don't even know what you could call it, the pop tart, almost like a pop tart adjacent mm-hmm. toaster strudels. You remember those? They're pretty good, yeah. You pop them out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. They'd have the little icing packet. You'd toast them, you'd drizzle the icing on top.
0: Those were more substantial than Pop-Tarts. And they were also delicious. I, you know, maybe I just was too lazy to put, to do any work. I just wanted the Pop-Tart. That's it. So you didn't toast the Pop-Tarts. You just pulled them straight out the wrapper. I rarely, rarely toasted the Pop-Tarts. Probably 5% of the time. But I'm wondering what three and four are. Because to me, again, brown sugar, cinnamon one, uh, s'mores second. I kind of like the uh, strawberry and the blueberry. Blueberry's up there for me. Strawberry Big, not as much. Big rich as cherry. The cherry pop tart solid. Cookies and cream. I don't think I've had the cookies and cream. By the way, uh, from the four hundred five, Oki State and BYU are. Wait, it disappeared. Are non? Are guaranteed non-roosters? I would think that would be the case. Yes. Right, and I again. BYU, I would be shocked. And Oklahoma State, I'd be very surprised as well. The strudel is too much work, says Big Rich in OKC. The toaster strudels, <laughs> toaster strudels require too, too many, many co- cooking yeah. skills. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly how <laughs> oh, I feel. Oh, gosh. Which is actually sad, but that's just, I'm like, yep, you're right. It does. It's too much work. I just unwrap the Pop-Tart. Let me eat it. That's also, it. I'm loving watching how many different ways people
1: can spell strudel on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I think we're at three different spellings so mm-hmm. far.
0: There you go. <laughs> like Sean the old- says the SEC is frosted Pop-Tarts. The Big 12 <laughs> is original unfrosted. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Who Are you an underrated psycho? With apologies to my friend Andrew Gilman, who came up with that uh, coinette phrase in that term. Uh, you're not a full-blown psycho, but if you eat the unfrosted Pop-Tarts, you probably are an underrated psycho, aren't you? Does anybody eat those? Are they even still around? I'm sure they're still around.
1: I'm sure old people still eat them, Steely. Because I'm sure there's a segment of the old
0: population that grew up eating them. And it's nostalgic for them. The ice cream Sunday Pop-Tarts. See, they have so many flavors now. But, Sean, I like that. That's a good way to put it. Very good way to put it. All right, so, yeah, I'd be surprised, Oklahoma State, but I do think... Uh, Probable roosters are Iowa State's. It could be you could have three roosters in a row with Iowa State, Texas, and Central Florida. Possibly, I think you'll you'll definitely get a Texas rooster, Iowa State. At least fifty-fifty on that one. So I'm gonna I'm still gonna take the five and a half over the five-and-a-half Roosters for OU. They'll play six games at noon, and we know at least two of them right now because they released the game times for four games. Arkansas State at noon in the – or, I'm sorry, at 11 a.m. in the opener. SMU 5 p.m. in game two. The game at Tulsa, 2.30 kick. And the TCU game on Black Friday right after Thanksgiving, Friday morning at 11 a.m. So there you go. All right. All right. 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. I'm old. I frosted all the way, but with but great with melted butter on them. B dog
1: I think you meant unfrosted Unfro- all
0: the way. Oh, yeah, unfrosted all the way. Yeah, you're right. There unfrosted you with melted butter on hmm. them. Hmm. That's a take. That is a take. Are you to go out and buy some? unfrosted pop tarts is, like, is that like is that like the pop
1: tart equivalent to people who eat cheddar cheese with their apple pie maybe yeah that's kind of a good way do to. do you put know it. anybody who actually
0: does that dylan buckingham does it i know that really yes he's a big proponent. Uh, i'm gonna have to give him crap for that next time i see him dylan is a big cheese on your apple pie kind of guy it's
1: weird it's just bizarre like there are some odd pairings that the more you think about them the more they make sense And then once you eat them, you're like, okay, I don't know why I ever doubted this. Perfect example, chicken and waffles. Chicken Mm -hmm. and waffles. Sounds weird at first, but the more you think about the flavor profiles of those respective components Mm
0: -hmm. and how they
1: interact with one another on your palate, you're like, okay, yeah, I can see this. Then you try it. You're like, oh, this is dynamite.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it.
1: I I can't imagine having that experience with cheddar cheese and apple pie.
0: Yeah, you'll have to ask Dylan about it when you see him out and about because he, he says it's a game changer. We do have uh, some unfrosted people out there. The same on the melted butter, unfrosted with caramel and powdered sugar. Wow, mm. that's, that just sounds like diabetes. Mm-hmm. What about dipping your cinnamon rolls in chili? Okay, I will say this. As a native Nebraskan,
1: cinnamon rolls and chili are a thing up there. Really?
0: It sounds I, like a felony I do to not,
1: me. I, well, and here's where I want to make the distinction, though. I do not know of anybody that dips <laughs> their cinnamon rolls in the chili. You eat the cinnamon rolls alongside the chili because then you've got kind of like the, the, the sweet, okay. spicy dynamic going. Right. If you dip your cinnamon roll in chili, you are not an underrated psycho. You are simply a psycho.
0: Yeah, it sounds if you dip it, yeah, it sounds a little weird. Would you guys stop? I'm gonna have to pull over and get some Pop Tarts, frosted and non frosted with butter.
1: <laughs> somebody <laughs> said, said somebody <laughs> said plain Pop Tarts and cheddar with apple pie. I'm sixty nine years old. There's no way that's a real person. That's Teddy that Layman is messing teddy with Na- us.
0: Th- that's a Teddy burner right there. There's no doubt. That's a Teddy Layman burner. All right, we got a break right here 405 651 3439. 405. We need, see we need football to get here. We need the world series to get here because we're talking about the quality of pop tarts. To me though, it's a it's a good subject. A really good subject. <sighs> Man, it does I'm now I feel like I need to stop too on the way home. Brown Sugar, I mean, come on, the Rolling Stones sang about Brown Sugar Pop-Tarts back in the day. Right? That's what that song was about? I think so, anyway. Maybe not. We'll be right back. All right, back with you. Steel Man and Thune here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Where does uh, Phil line up? rank on your great basis.
1: Anybody that can play bass and sing at the same mm-hmm. time, I have mad respect for. Phil and Getty
0: Lee are the two of the best. Mm-hmm. Gene Simmons too. Gene wasn't a very good singer though. Kiss was more and I like look, I love Kiss growing up. They were more about the showmanship and the uh, stage presence and all of that stuff and they sold millions of records and millions of souvenirs. But I didn't like Gene singing very much. In fact, of the three, probably Phil Lynott is the better singer, wouldn't you say? Getty Lee's definitely an acquired
1: taste, He's vocally. a dis-
0: very distinctive voice, but it works with Rush.
1: Everything works with Rush.
0: Yes, you're right, because three great musicians. Rest in peace, Neil. All right. Uh, by the way, Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of great music, we've got concerts indoors and outdoors, and again, we are uh, – you know, we are thinking about uh, June 1st coming up for that. We're, we're getting close. And that means June 23rd, we will have a, a great show at the Showplace Theater to kick off the festivities. It'll be happening June 23rd, Earth, Wind and Fire Showplace Theater. We haven't had uh, shows in there for over three years because of the pandemic and they even had uh, some You know, Gaming Machines in there is a non-smoking gaming area for a while, but it's back as a great concert venue, June 23rd, Earth, Wind, and Fire. In July, Collective Soul, Josh Turner. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. The Comedy of Gabriel Iglesias, July 29th. Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. The Counting Crows, August 25th. In September, REO Speedwagon, September 8th. Chicago, September 15th. Also coming in the fall, Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis, All these great shows at the Showplace Theater. Get your tickets now online, riverwind.com or at the Showplace Theater box office there in the casino. We also have the Outdoor Concert Series already underway. Great show, great turnout. Great reports from the 38 Special Blue Oyster Cult Show last Saturday night. Had a great turnout, good weather, and uh, the bands were incredible. I had people who went and said it was a great show. They had a great time. June 10th, the Gin Blossoms and Tonic on the Beats and Bites stage outdoors. July 8th, Mark Chestnut. Shenandoah, Tracy Bird, and August 26th, the music of Gary Allen at 2023 Beats and Bites Festival presented by Coop Aleworks Outdoors right there at Riverwind Casino. Don't forget July 8th, you'll get that incredible fireworks show as well. And Riverwind, as you can only imagine, does uh, the fireworks very well. They do everything great. Okay, so uh, thank you again to our friends at Riverwind Casino. Great partner of the ref, great partner of uh, my stream, and we appreciate everything they do. Riverwind is simply the best. All right, 405-651-3439. Gunny of Stussman Army says, Good morning, Steely
1: and Thune. Well, Gunny, it's no longer the morning, but we'll look past that technicality. Gunny says, I'm going to need you all to recap the whole show right quick, please, or I'll just catch it on the pod. Well, your recap of today's show is that people still eat unfrosted Pop Tarts. And uh, what else have we gotten to rooster the Rooster kickoffs of already,
0: yeah. two roosters. Right over and right under the
1: bat. 5.5 rooster kickoffs for Oklahoma this and year.
0: And that is uh, courtesy of our friend Drake Dykin, who was having a debate out in the uh, hallway. And I'm taking he over. Uh, Sting is a great bass player, vocalist, no doubt. Yeah, he would be the best if you put Sting in there. But we were ranking uh, Philip Lynott, Gene Simmons, Getty Lee. And I love Getty Lee, but, but, you know, it's not like a classic voice. So I would say of those three that we were talking about, uh, Philip Lynott of uh, Thin Lizzy, is he part? Of, I think he, he may have been part of the 27 Club. He was around that age. We'd have to go ahead and Google it up. But um, of those three, I would go, again, just singing, not bass playing and not overall musicianship because Getty would be number one. Philip Lynott died at the age of 36. 36. Oh, wow. I still too young. I, he missed. He definitely missed the 27 club by a ways. So, anyway. All right, 405-651-3439. I just saw your tweets, and uh, you're, that's, that's exactly right. That's the way I do feel about the future of college athletics. I'm taking an old's point of view because I do have an old's point of view. But I'm just I'm just you know I see the way we ruin things with greed. you know what I'm saying and maybe we're going to ruin college football and at that point it's the end is near. The four horsemen we'll be thinking about will not be the four horsemen of Notre Dame, they'll be the four horsemen of the apocalypse that will be coming after us. We'll see. we'll see. Who the heck eats unfrosted Pop-Tarts, says Gunny of Stutzman Army.
1: So, Well, I think what we've determined today, Gunny, is that the majority of the unfrosted Pop-Tarts demographic is Olds.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say the unfrosted Pop-Tarts uh, demo is probably 55-74, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, it's just like who eats regular
1: Cheerios. Old people do. Old people and infants. Like, if you're... I would say if you were were born anywhere between 1965 and, say, well, now. You eat Honey Nut Cheerios, you eat Frosted Cheerios, some might prefer Chocolate Cheerios, I Mm -hmm. don't know. But nobody just eats regular Cheerios, Steely, unless you are old and or an infant.
0: Who you getting why, the olds or the infants? How many olds versus how many infants? Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking. That's probably true. Doug and Norman is texting. Ding, 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 ding. Let's see what Doug has to say. Ooh, long text from Doug. Okay, let's unpack this. All right. TV executives, schedule games
1: to maximize ratings such as the market they're in, the fan interest, the national interest, etc. They don't care one whit about tailgating, recruiting, or anything about fan interests. They schedule primetime games because of their potential national impact and potential national interest. If you get a lot of roosters, it's because there is minimal interest in the rest of the country. Complain all you want, but Oklahoma is not a ratings bonanza for the networks. It is a regional
0: product. You know, I agree with... About sixty percent of it of that, but I do think that Oklahoma has a national brand. And keep in mind, a lot of those rooster kickoffs are national telecasts, right? But Doug's right; they don't care about it. They, they could give a flip. They're not sitting there. What time do you want to put this Oklahoma game? Well, eleven a.m. is a good window. You know, big noon kickoff or the ab the the regional window is not the one you want. That's the two thirty window. But they're not going, you know what, but that's going to affect the merchants. We better not do that. That's No, of course they don't do that. But, um, look, the way Oklahoma played last year, they certainly didn't look like a national product. But, so I'm going to agree with about 65% of what Doug said there. But keep in mind the 11 a.m. window in a lot of uh, instances is, you know, a, a good, solid national window where you get a lot of eyeballs particularly the big big noon kickoff on Fox obviously it's the regional windows where you know you're you're not you know you're not on a lot of tv sets or well tv sets phones iPads whatever now so anyway they now have ego frosted maple flavor pop tarts hmm ego pop tarts like a waffle Pop-Tart crossover? I guess so. 405 says, Doug is wrong. The 230 slot of regional games. The Rooster is an, is a national game. Yeah, I just mentioned that. But, yes, you're right. Tommy uh, says, whoa, 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 Parker, I'm 45, not old. And I do enjoy me a bowl of regular
1: Cheerios from time to time. Well, you know what, Tommy? You're an anachronism. It's all good. I am too.
0: Tommy, he's got, he's got a problem with the olds and the infants. We clearly know that now. You're going to have an infant here within the next seven or eight years, Parker. You better get ready. Oh, boy. I guess that's true, isn't it? Shoot.
1: I don't know if I'm ready for that. Brian in Tulsa says, I can never toast the Pop-Tart correctly. Always mild in the corners and freaking lava in the middle. Sounds like you need a new toaster, Brian. That sounds like a toaster problem, uh, not a Pop-Tart maybe, problem. Maybe. Uh, so regular Cheerios requires missing teeth and incontinence. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh. What man. about bran flicks? Oh, do, do they even still sell grape nuts in stores? I remember grape nuts. I remember watching my
0: grandparents eat grape Was nuts. Is that what Ewell Gibbons ate? Anybody I don't remember Ewell Gibbons? You talk about olds. If You're a real olds if you remember. No, he didn't he eat like pine cones or something like that. Pine <laughs> cones. You talk about roughage.
1: That's it. You know, it's a criminally underrated cereal, though. Cracklin' Oat brand.
0: You ever had that? It's pretty good, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like it's five good. bucks a box. If you're eating but grape nuts, you're basically, who does number two work for? That's what. That's the situation you're in the rest of the day. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a timeout right here. This uh, can, What is the OAB's uh, email? The OAB. Not the O-E-B. <laughs> the O-A-B. What's What's the OEB? I I don't know. I have no idea. I'm totally clueless. I'm trying to get this to the OAB as an award-winning show today because I think they love it. Absolutely love it. Probably not. All right, break time. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. One more award-winning segment. Wilford Brimley for Quaker Oats. Yes. My God. That man got his fiber in. There's no doubt. Stay with us. All right, final segment here. Been kind of a crazy show. We are waiting uh, sooner softball tomorrow, one thirty, ESPN against Stanford in the opener. First game out tomorrow, Alabama versus Tennessee in the eleven a.m. start over at Hall of Fame Stadium. All right, four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. It's kind of been. It, it feels like the show um, took a turn today. To the brilliance. When we started talking about the greatness of Pop-Tarts and how to eat them. And, uh, uh, or maybe it went careening out of control. One of the two. But, hey, sometimes it happens this time of the year. 405-651-3439. Again, that's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What do you think? Let's get as many in as we can. Is the uh, Claritin finally working? The Claritin has not kicked in yet. Man. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm dying
1: over here, Steely. Dying. Uh, I tried putting butter on Pop-Tarts after watching Peter Griffin saying to on Family Guy. It is awesome, says a listener really? in the
0: 405. All right, well, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'm trying to uh, knock some sugar out of my diet since I basically uh, uh, decided, you know what? I'm all in on sugar for a while, and I'm trying to get out, but just when I'm out, they pull me back in every time.
1: It's Like and Peyton Bones' commitment to Notre Dame, right? You want to sever
0: the tie, but you can't. I do, yes, but now I need a Pop-Tart. Might have to get some on the way home. I don't think I have time, but maybe after the stream, go make a Pop-Tart run, try some butter. Blacktop
1: Billy says, I'm telling you, boys,
0: grilled honey bun
1: with butter. Now, I will say, when I was out in Vegas about this time last year with Travis Davidson, We stopped at this breakfast restaurant, a little bakery out there, and I had a grilled blueberry muffin with butter. Really? It was delicious. Hmm. Now, I don't know that I necessarily preferred it over a regular, normal blueberry muffin at room temperature. I would just as easily have taken one over the other. They were virtually interchangeable in my mind, but it was a very intriguing innovation. It's like, you know what? I'm encouraged by this. Someone has figured out a different way to present a traditional breakfast offering in a manner that isn't obnoxious and doesn't suck.
0: I would try that. I would definitely try that. The blueberry muffin, is it still number one in the muffin rankings?
1: I don't know it'll ever be surpassed, Steele. The only other one in the running for me. The only other one within striking distance is the lemon poppy seed muffin.
0: That sounds like a mule shoe muffin. Liberal muffin poppy seeds. What are you talking about, then? Of course, I, I can never eat them
1: anymore because my fiancé can't have poppy seeds.
0: What? Really? Yeah, because
1: she's in the military. You eat poppy seeds and you get drug tested, it'll register as oh, opiates in your system. yeah,
0: that's right. But... Are there poppy seeds in a lot of things? Besides. No, not really. That's what I'm thinking. So. You just got to stay just, away from everything bagels. Here's another idea. The best thing, cinnamon toast crunch with melted butter.
1: Like Cinnamon toast crunch, like in its traditional form, like you're pouring melted butter over a bowl of
0: cereal. Cinnamon toast crunch is really high up there in the cereal rankings. It's It might be. It probably would be in my final four, too. From the 405, I left for 30 minutes
1: and we're still on food. I'm not hating, kind of love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get to talk food. Food's always a good topic. Food is always a good topic. Sooner CB, What is the Steelman's Twitch channel? Would love to tune in. I'm a 52-year-old gamer. Uh, just twitch.tv backslash msteelman. Twitch.tv backslash m steelman come join us I'll be on here in about forty five minutes was steelman already taken it was yeah wow who beat you to it I don't know I don't know but they beat me to it yeah so that's why I had to add the m okay uh man I feel really hungry now I feel really hungry but I don't have time to stop to get a box of pop tarts probably a good thing you headed out to Riverwind though right. Not today. I'm doing the uh, stream from home today. Okay. So, uh, again, we'll be out there, of course, on uh, Friday. We'll be out there on Friday. Okay. Um, any other final notes? You're telling people again, uh, and you've said this for a while, Will and Aaron not, you know, coming uh, June 9th through the 11th is something the OU coaches were thinking about. wanted of happen. so don't freak out if he's not at Champion Barbecue. He's coming the 9th through the 11th. But you're saying – No big deal. No big deal at all. Williams-Nuanary
1: and Oklahoma are on very good terms at the moment. The Sooners have an advantage over every other school that's in the process of recruiting Nuanary when it comes to relationships. So I am not concerned. They'll be able to steward those relationships much more effectively over the weekend of the 9th than they would be able to on the 16th with how many official visitors that are going to be in town that weekend. So I like it. OU
0: likes it. There you go. All right, we'll get a lot more of that when we get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas coming up here in a little bit. Everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. Let's get some Sooner softball going tomorrow at 1.30. Get ready again to get locked in up next here on The Ref.